it's Jeannie, the Pistol Packin' Mountain Mama Health Nut. Welcome to Throw Out the Trash. On today's episode, I received a request to give more information on just exactly how does aluminum lower your immunity. So I want to go more in depth on that and also talk about whether or not vitamin D can really strengthen your immune system. And as promised, I'll give you my two last weight loss tips from my top program. Today I'll talk about the importance of strength training and how apple cider vinegar is a safe, natural way to help you lose weight. So I'm excited to share. There's lots of good information. So let's dive in. Okay, my last episode I talked about the diseases that aluminum can cause. And now I'm going to tell you how that it actually lowers your immune system. And what it does, it affects your gut microbiome. Because the gut microbiome is a huge part of your immune system. And if you haven't listened to my episode titled Gut Microbiome and Rocky Mountain Skunks, I encourage you to check that out. So how does aluminum lower your immune system? Well, aluminum is absorbed through your gastrointestinal tract, and then it goes in and it disrupts the mucus barrier, destroys epithelial cells, impairs the function of the chemical barrier bioenzyme activity, destroys tight junction proteins, which allows particles to go through the gut barrier and into the bloodstream. And then it causes an imbalance of your good-to-bad bacteria ratio. So pretty soon the bad bacteria takes over. And then it activates your immune cells, which causes an inflammatory response. And so what happens is your immune system is constantly in overdrive. And then over time it weakens your immune system. Let's go back for just a minute and talk about how the immune system works. Okay, now we know it's your body's first line of defense against invaders like germs, bacteria, viruses, fungi, parasites. And it helps to prevent you from getting sick. And then if you get sick, it promotes healing and helps you to repair and get better. Now your immune system also has a large network of white blood cells that actually increase when you get sick, and that means your body's fighting the illness. And then you have cytokines, and these are proteins and chemical messengers that instruct your immune cells where to go so they can help. And also part of your immune system is the lymph nodes, your spleen, tonsils and adenoids, your thymus, your bone marrow, and actually your skin, and then mucus, which captures the invaders. That's why your nose is always full of mucus, because it's capturing some of the viruses. And then once you do have a virus, your body builds up resistance by developing antibodies, so that you cannot get that again. What can make it not work properly? There are some diseases like type 2 diabetes, and some inherited conditions where your immune system doesn't work well at all. And then there's an overused immune system where you're being taxed constantly by chemicals like aluminum or sucralose or things that you're putting in your diet, just constantly coming in contact with the germs and and even allergies. And then you can have autoimmune diseases like lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, cancer, or even sepsis. And then there's some medications that can actually attack your immune system like immunosuppressants, chemotherapy, and some vaccines. Now, how do you make your immune system stronger? There's the known ways that everybody knows, you know, get enough sleep and rest, eat a clean diet, exercise, use some supplements, and I'll talk about that more in a minute, get less stress, 
And then there's other ways like washing your hands more often. And then don't touch your face, eyes, or your nose or mouth. You know, once in a while, no matter what you do, you're going to get sick. And sometimes that's not a bad thing because it actually is strengthening your immune system. So you shouldn't feel bad that, oh, I did everything I could, but I still got sick because sometimes it just happens. Other things you can do is to change your hand towels every day and also limit your alcohol. According to WebMD, alcohol slows your body's ability to fight off germs. So let's go back to the supplements that I mentioned because there are supplements that you can take that are high quality. And there's one product that you can take that comes from the company called 3 International. It's actually a sponsor for my podcast, but it's called Immune. And you just take it once a day, and here's what's in it. It's pretty neat. It has quercetin, ricey mushroom, nanosilver, zinc, and vitamin C. Everyone knows about vitamin C. Calcium, those elderberry, which is great for your immune system. Lion's mane mushroom, vitamin D3, aloe vera, and vitamin E. Maitake mushroom, vitamin A, some trace minerals, and selenium. And you just take this once a day, and it just keeps your immune system boosted. So you so you can't come down with a whole bunch of different illnesses. Now, if you want to check this product out, you can go to my website, genieolson.iii.earth, and make sure to check the show notes to see how you can get it, the wholesale prices. And then also, this product is listed in the physician's desk reference. And you can find that at www.pdr.net. And there are some more ways to protect your immune system in addition to what I've already said. And that is from a website, flccc.net. And it's a group of doctors that got together when COVID-19 first came out. And they've worked hard to try to come up with things that are natural that can help you fight off different diseases and viruses and COVID and the different strains of COVID. And they have different treatment protocols on their website. So I you know, I encourage you to check that out. And I'll just give you a few of the things that you can find there. One is an antiseptic mouthwash like Scope, Act, or Crest. And make sure that it has the, like, uh, key ingredients in it like chlorhexidine or acetylpyridinium chloride. You can also take extra zinc and actually melatonin, resveratrol. There's ivermectin. And then there's nasal irrigation. So what you what you do with that is you get the salt rinse for your nose, like through a neti pot or the, the little bottle. Put your salt rinse in there, and then you add povidone iodine. And I usually add like a quarter of a teaspoon in that, and then I flush my nose out. When I get home after being around a large crowd, and what it does is the mucus in your nose has trapped those viruses and bacteria and the nasal rinse will flush that out so it doesn't go down into your body. And then what the mouthwash does is if, if the virus or the bacteria gets into your throat, it's going to kill that so it doesn't go further down into your body. And it's, it's amazing. Such simple things that can help you to not get so sick. So these are ways that you can boost your immune system. Now, did you catch that I said vitamin D? Let's take a closer look at vitamin D, because it's not really a vitamin, it's an essential hormone. In an article by Dr. Ryan Coles on the gospelnewsnetwork.org, he explains that there are about 2,000 genes in the human body that are controlled by vitamin D. 
and he says this makes it the master key to the immune system. Now there's two parts to vitamin D, and both are vital to your body. So there's vitamin D2 and then vitamin D3, and both of these convert to vitamin D in the body. And vitamin D2 you can find in food, and you can also supplement with it. And then vitamin D3 comes from the sun, and then you can also supplement with it, but it's actually more effective than vitamin D2. Dr. Coles believes that we have a vitamin D deficiency pandemic where 70% of the world doesn't get enough. Now, I didn't used to supplement with vitamin D, but with my summer job where I work outside all day long, I'm in a lot of sun, and so during the summer, I wouldn't get any colds, I wasn't getting sick. But when September would come, then all of a sudden I was, I'd come down with the flu or, the, or a cold or something always every single year. So this year I started supplementing with the vitamin D about the first part of September. But let's go back to Dr. Coles for just a minute as far as uh, COVID is concerned. He talks about how vitamin D prevents a cytokine storm from occurring in your body when you're exposed to COVID-19 and that the cytokine storm is what kills people. So what is a cytokine storm? It's a group of related medical conditions where your immune system produces too many inflammatory signals and then your immune system actually goes nuts. It just goes crazy. So he feels that everyone should supplement with vitamin D. Okay, so vitamin D does other important things also. According to an article in Very Well Health, the benefits versus side effects of vitamin D, the article says it helps build and maintain healthy bones and teeth, prevents osteoporosis and osteomalacia, which is softening and pain of the bones, uh, helps your nerves carry messages between your brain and body, muscles actually need it to move, Vitamin D can help with major depressive disorder. And then there are several studies that link vitamin D deficiency to causing cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, and even MS. So how do you get more vitamin D? Well, you, you can get it from the sun because your body makes it, but we don't always have that option, especially during the winter months. Unless you're fortunate to live down in Florida or some of the more sunny states. Uh, you can also get it from some of the foods that you eat, like fatty fish, like tuna, salmon, mackerel. You can get it from mushrooms, egg yolks, beef liver, cheese, and fortified dairy products. And then, of course, you can supplement with vitamin D. Now, how much do you supplement with? That's a great question, because you have to be careful because your body's going to store what's not used because it's a fat-soluble vitamin. Your best bet is to get your levels tested with a blood test at when you, next time you see your doctor. Now there is a chart on the flccc.net and it's based on your age and body weight. And I, I encourage you to find that chart on that website and look at it. But it's going to range from like for 5 year olds, it might be 350 international units who maybe weighs 300 pounds and they would actually use like 18,000 international units. Now, for me personally, I take about 4,000 international units in the winter months, and then plus I get it from my foods and supplements, and then I scale back and I take about 2,000 international units during the summer because I get plenty of sun. Make sure to check with your health care provider, though, to make sure what levels that you need.
So to recap, aluminum lowers the immune system by destroying the gut microbiome, which is an integral part of your digestive system and then other systems in your body for overall health. And remember that the microbiome is a huge part of your immune system. Also, vitamin D plays a key role in your immune system as well. And it's responsible for over 2,000 genes in the body and is the master key to your immune health. So I suggest supplementing with it. Get out in the sun when you can. Eating foods that are high in vitamin D. Because right now, it's really important to stay healthy and have a strong immune system. Because right now, we're going into the flu and COVID season. Okay, now I'm going to transition over to my top weight loss tips. Number 19 is strength training. Now, muscles are the fat-burning furnace in your body, and this furnace is activated by strength training. Strength training is important not only for weight loss, but for strength, strong bones, improved mood. It stabilizes and protects your joints, and you get better sleep. And it's also the most overlooked part of an exercise program because cardio is easier. It requires using some form of resistance, either body weight or equipment at a gym or dumbbells at home. You can even use two cans of soup. Now, despite what most people think, for females, it's hard to get big, bulky muscles unless that's what you want. And there is a way to get that, but for weight loss, lifting huge weights isn't necessary. Like I said, it can be lighter weights or your own body weight like yoga, resistant band workouts, or Pilates. And those are just some suggestions. Just pick something that you think you'll do consistently. Just remember, it's an important part of every weight loss program. And you'll feel stronger and you're going to lose weight. Weight loss tip number 20 is apple cider vinegar. Now most everyone knows what apple cider vinegar is. It's been around for thousands of years as a home remedy for hundreds of health issues. But can it work for weight loss? Now of course some experts say no. Well why? Because they say there isn't a lot of studies out there that prove or disapprove of it. But actually, there's tons of research that says it's effective. According to an article I found on DrAxe.com, he says that just by consuming two tablespoons of apple cider a day over a 12-week period resulted in nearly four pounds of weight loss with no other modifications to diet or lifestyle. So just imagine how effective it can be with a clean diet and exercise. And it's safe and natural. Well, how does it help? Okay, it suppresses the appetite controls your blood sugar levels, it stimulates your metabolism, and can be a natural detox and help with digestion. It's also great for the immune system by maintaining a healthy balance of good versus bad bacteria in the gut microbiome. Now, how do you use it for weight loss? First, make sure you're using raw, unprocessed apple cider vinegar that contains the mother, which are the cloudy parts in the cider. The mother is actually full of good bacteria or probiotics, and it also has enzymes that can help break down your food. So you're going to want to make sure to shake the bottle really good before using it, and then as always, dilute it in at least 8 ounces of water. And why is that? Well, because it's very acidic, but interestingly enough, it neutralizes in the stomach. But it can cause tooth erosion if not diluted, as well as possible stomach burning. And you'll want to start out slowly, maybe one or two teaspoons and eight ounces of water daily, uh, 30 minutes before a meal, and then eventually you should be consuming about two tablespoons a day. And I like to drink one tablespoon twice a day, so I spread it out. 
And I don't necessarily use it for weight loss, but I do feel it helps me with my maintenance program. And I also use it to prevent yeast infections because it's a natural antifungal and antibacterial. So give these two weight loss tips a try. And if you haven't listened to any of my previous episodes, I give 18 other weight loss tips, um, two on each episode from my top program. So let me know how it goes for you. I'd love to hear from you. And do me a favor and share this episode with one person who you think might benefit from it. And then make sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss an episode. Okay, now on to Mountain Adventures. It's the end of irrigation season here in East Idaho, and that means my river rider, that's my sexy title, water measuring job will soon be over. And when a canal quits diverting water out of the south fork of the Snake River, the canal dries up, but unfortunately, pools of water will remain, sometimes long into the winter. Usually fishermen snag the last of the fish that are left behind, so I was surprised when I seen a ripple in the water of one of those pools. I couldn't see any trout swimming around, but I thought maybe a fish had jumped, but then I could see the ripple moving towards me. What on earth? Then all of a sudden, out of the water it came. It sat on the dry rocks, and it looked like a huge rat. And as soon as it saw me, it dove back into the water and disappeared. Now, I know that rats don't usually swim like that, so what could it be? And I was a bit alarmed at its size. And I thought to myself, what if this rat has been watching me all summer hike through the trees and it's just waiting to tack my ankle? Well, I did manage to snap a picture so I could show my husband Nick. And he knew right away what it was. It was a muskrat. In all my years of living around water, I have never seen one. Idaho is known for having a lot of water like lakes and rivers and streams. Now, muskrats are kind of cute. It turns out they're actually a semi-aquatic rodent. They kind of look like a small beaver, and their tails are covered with scales rather than hair, and that's what moves them under the water. In fact, they can stay under the water about 12 to 17 minutes. And they live as a family, so there's the dad and the mom and the kids, and they build nests into the bank with an underwater entrance. And they feed mostly on cattails and other aquatic vegetation, and sometimes small animals. I wonder if they like snakes. Well, it was cool to see it anyway. I do get to see some pretty awesome animals from time to time, and I get to see a lot of different wild animals on our ranch as well. It was late fall with a cool, crisp chill in the air. Hunting season had just ended, and the hunters had gone home, some with a huge trophy, six-point bull elk, and an even bigger story to tell about how they brought it down with one shot. And some hunters took home a cow elk with no antlers, and they usually hunt to provide meat for their family. And some of the hunters went home with nothing but a bruised ego and an empty gun or just a bow and no arrows because they lost them all. When hunting season starts, the hunters' brains sometimes seem to stop. (laughs) No, I'm serious. Getting that prize bull elk is all they can think about. I call it foolish fever. Ask them a question about anything not related to hunting and they'll just have to get back to you when it was just a yes or no answer you were looking for. It makes us smile, sometimes. It's bittersweet, though, when hunting season ends. For about three months, starting with archery and ending with the special elk hunts, we get more visitors than normal, and it's nice to have people around more. The winters on our cattle ranch can get pretty long with little human interaction. 
But hunting season also means that the elk herds are running through our fences trying to get away from the hunters. That means fences need to be repaired and fixed so the cattle can't get out. If one cow sees a hole in the fence, it spreads through the whole herd like a bunch of old gossipy ladies, and then everyone's out. This cold, brisk day, my husband Nick and I had been fixing fence all day, and the sun was starting to set and we were dog-tired. We had loaded all of the fencing supplies onto the back of our four-wheeler, and I climbed on behind him. We whistled for the dogs to come, and we headed for home. We were about two miles from the house, so we had a bit of a ride. We were going slow, so we wouldn't lose any of the fencing supplies. We had been working in a field by what we call the upper water trough, and this is a trough that is filled with water from an underground spring. And we have several of those on the ranch in different places. We were getting closer to the watering hole when suddenly we saw it. The silhouette of the biggest bull elk we had ever seen. Now most hunters would like to tell us they have seen bigger, but not this one. He made his way out into the open and we were astonished, not only by the size of his body, but what was even more impressive was the size of his antlers. They were so big that with his head held high, the antlers were touching his back. He was moving slowly and methodically, like he knew he was the king. To see him move in such a way like that gave us the chills. So Nick stopped the four-wheeler and shut it off, and we just sat there, quiet, awe-inspired, and watched him. He had no care in the world. He had just outsmarted every hunter that season, and he knew it. We watched him until he walked back into the trees and went on his way, and then we headed for home with our own story to tell. But would anyone believe us? Maybe not, but we both saw it, and that was good enough for us. Well, hey, there's never a dull moment at the Enbaro Ranch. Well, remember this. When you've done everything you can do, that's when God will step in and do what you can't. He loves you. See you next time.